What's up, World That's Good fam? Welcome back to the World That's Good podcast. Today, we actually, well, I would say we don't have a guest, but I guess I do have it. Okay, no more trouble. I guess what? I do have a guest. <laughs> Me and Christian are going to be answering your DMs that you sent in. Every now and then, we do this on the podcast, and it's always fun because you guys ask some really great questions in our DM box, and so every yep, now and then, it's fun and spontaneous. we go through it and answer some, and so today, we're going to do that. A couple of shout-outs before we do my new devotional book just came out live on purpose so if you want a little you know kickstart to your day um to live on purpose and a little encouragement from the word yep. and just kind of a guided um devo and prayer then live on purpose would be a great book for you to get so go check it out leave a review if you do and let us know what how it impacts your life also, Christian and I just started a vlog on we our did. YouTube channel. We did. It's actually, I guess, my YouTube channel is Sadie, but me and Christian started a vlog together. We're co-vloggers. so fun. And so go check that out as well. It's going up on yeah. Mondays and of course, but anyways. Every other Monday. Enough with announcements. Yeah, every other Monday. Yeah, every other enough Monday. with announcements. Um, Christian, a lot of people always ask us what books we like, what books we're reading. And so what's a book that has really impacted your life? Um Live on Purpose has really impacted my life. Wow, who's the author? Um, Sadie. Uh, Huff. Did you just doubt my last No, I just didn't know if I should like do like the Robertson Huff or just the Huff. Or... Just the Huff is okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, but um, for real. What's a book that's impacted your life? Um, it's a good question. A book that I read this year that has impacted my life was uh, The Ragamuffin Gospel. It's good. Um, yep, your mom gave it to me. It's a really powerful read. read. That. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's awesome. What was it about? Um, so really it's just about, it's basically about the gospel, what the title is. Um, but the author really like dissects to, uh, just ways to share it, ways to explain it and really just what our faith Mm -hmm. is all about. It's the nitty gritty of the gospel and it's, uh, yeah, it's just really powerful. It's awesome. I have really loved reading Jackie Hill Perry's books this year. And actually we're going through Holier Than Thou on Ella Sister app right now in our book club. And so that's one that really impacted me. Now I'm going through it with several girls. So you can always join that too if you're looking for another place to read. Uh, I think reading is sometimes becoming a lost art in our generation and it's so impactful. Words matter so much. They carry the power of life and death and good books can really make you a much wiser person. And so we highly recommend finding books that you love. Those are some great ones, a great place to start. I also love Bob Goff's books. Everybody Always was an incredible book. Mm-hmm. Love does love as well. But yeah, I loved Everybody Always. All right, let's go to the next question. Are you ever afraid to be someone who speaks your truth so boldly, especially in a world where you can be canceled so quickly? P.S. Thanks for sharing your faith boldly. Um, for me, uh, I think there are certainly times where, you know, I'll think to myself, what I'm about to say could definitely get me like canceled um, in this cancel culture. But it's also like I'm willing to say it because I believe in it so much. And there are things that I'm okay with being canceled for. Like if it's Jesus, then it's okay. Like because Jesus literally says in the Bible, like if the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. And so it should really come as no surprise if the world is offended by the gospel. Because Mm -hmm. that's how it was in Jesus' day. I believe that the gospel is love itself like the gospel is like the best thing it's the hope um of the world it's um a promise that we have eternal life and so therefore like even if i'm canceled by the world i wouldn't hesitate to speak it because it's what i truly believe it's like the hill i would be willing to die on if you will Mm -hmm. and so um i don't really fear being canceled 
but uh, because I have mm-hmm. so like so much belief in what I'm what I'm preaching, what I'm saying, I would be fear. I would I would fear more being canceled for something that people misunderstood about me. Like mm-hmm. if they cancel me yeah. and that was like not my intention of something I said. If people like you know turned something or made it sound like it was something I was saying that I wasn't saying. But if it was me preaching the truth of what I truly believe, the gospel, then I would be okay with that. Yeah, that's yeah, so good. I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so many things that you can get canceled for. People are getting canceled for. People, p- things are misconstrued, misrepresented, um, and all those things. But I think it is comforting to know that, like you said, that you know Jesus said, "If the world hates you, it hated me first. And Jesus was canceled. I mean, point blank. I mean, he was, you know, accused of things, and people, uh, you know, were paid money to to make up lies about him. And um, I mean, he was ultimately brutally murdered on the cross. I think it's just that comfort that, um, you know, there's a chance that it might happen to us. Uh, It might not. Um, But he did 2,000 years ago. And, um, I mean, if it does happen, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, like you said, it is about our faith. And, um, you know, if that happens, then I would much rather be afraid of God canceling me than the world canceling me. Yeah, I think it comes down to who do you fear more, God or man? And like we have to get to the point in our life where we fear the Lord more than we fear what man would say about us. Yeah. And so therefore, like we'll stand for Jesus even if it means the world canceling us. Uh, because you know what, guys? Like the truth is, it could get a lot worse before it gets better. Like persecution could begin to happen. And so you really need to ask yourself, like, where is your faith? Where is your hope? Where do you put your salvation? And mm-hmm. if you can answer that, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to continue to just um, mm-hmm. get bolder in that stance mm-hmm. so that, you know, when the day does come where it's maybe it's not just like cancellation online where maybe it's, you know, something worse. You want to be able to know that you can mm-hmm. stand firm in your faith. Yeah, well, there's that verse that says, if you denounce me before others, I'll denounce you before my father. And that's what I mean by fearing the Lord more than you yeah. fear man. It's not like you're afraid of the Lord because he's mean or because he's, you know, harsh or anything like that. God is love. But at the same time, like, a good God has justice and all of those things and wrath. And so when we, you know, stand before the throne one day, we want to be able to say like, Lord, we did everything we could. We stood for you, God. We we mm-hmm. loved you. We trusted you. And here we are before you. And to hear those words from the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant is like the thing that we should all be, you Striving know, running for. towards. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. What is the worst piece of advice that you've ever been given? That's a great question. A little reverse on the podcast. What yeah. would you say? Um... I would say uh, going into college, it was that idea of like, it's the best four years of your life, live it up, do whatever you want. Uh, I think the back half of that is the worst advice ever. Um, I think college is some of the best years of your life. Um, Friendships, meeting new people, you know, all those different things. But the doing whatever you want mantra, live it up while you're you're young, while you can is... uh, awful yeah it's terrible and it's I think, like the thing is college can be the best years of your life if you make it that way but any season of your life can be you know like i remember people saying like that's the best years of your life and i wasn't going to college i was like oh no i'm gonna miss the best years of my life <laughs> like i went on to have like the best years of my life and so yeah. you know whatever season of life that you're in it has potential to be the best it depends on how you live and how you choose to live through it and so you know don't freak out if college wasn't the best you know there are more seasons of life to come or if it was like hopefully it was the best for more reasons than you know the party wasting and, it you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. memories that you don't even <laughs> remember you know what about you 
I think the worst piece of advice ever uh, personally is when people say like, you do you or follow your heart or, you know, um, even like live your truth in the context of like just what you believe. Because I think sometimes you're wrong. Like sometimes like you're wrong or your heart or your feelings like don't lead you in the right way. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't just do you um, because I think that God's plan is better than your plan. You know, God's will for your life is better than yours. And sometimes like your heart will want to take you one way that doesn't align with what God says is, you know, the path for your life. And we have such a narrow-minded perspective of like our future, right? Because we can't see our future, but the Lord does. Mm -hmm. And um, I love in Proverbs how it talks about, um, oh, what's the Proverbs? In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will keep your path straight. It's like in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will keep your path straight. Not like in all your ways, follow your heart and like it'll lead you to the right place because it doesn't always. And so, you know, because I think back to my life and there are times in my life where I was just thinking stupidly, you know, it's just just going off of emotion and going off of highs or going off of lows. And, you know, if that was leading and that was the driver, I would probably end up in some not so great places. Um, Mm -hmm. So... I don't think that's like great advice always. And I think that's people mean like well when they say it, but I think if you really thought about it, it's actually really not that yeah. good of advice. Um, okay, best advice for someone who is healing from a breakup. How do you get through a tough breakup? Um, thanks for sending this in. I We had two different girls send this specifically in that we saw. And you know, I think the best piece of advice for breakups is just to know, and I say this every time a friend goes through a breakup, Breakups stink, but they get you where you're going. And that's just the truth. Like, breakups can be so hard. And, you know, it's obviously not something that you want to go through. But at the same time, like, they are necessary to get you where you're going. If I was still in the relationship I was in when I met Christian, I wouldn't have been able to pursue a relationship with Christian because I would still be in that relationship. So, yes, the breakup stinks and it's sad and, you know, it has all the emotions that goes along with it. But at the same time, it frees you to be able to step into the relationship that is the one for you. And the truth is, like, you're going to probably break up with a lot of people, but you're only going to marry one, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay. It's natural to go through breakups um, looking for or I guess not even look. I don't like the term looking for a relationship because I feel like. I feel like you can't even, like, you couldn't even find it if you tried. Like, just waiting for that, you know? And, like, resting and knowing that, like, God has you right where you are for a reason. He has your person. And whenever it's time for y'all to get together, like, it's going to happen. And you just have to be, like, ready, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, yes, looking, but not desperate, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I have a fun question. Okay. Who is older between... You and me. Oh, wow. You just love that question, don't you? I do. You love it. Um, I'm older than Christian by a whole year. My birthday is June 11th. Actually, not a, it's like 363 days. Yeah. It's not a whole year. Well, my birthday is June 11th and his is June 9th. So. Like I said, so it's you're two days off. We're two days shy of a yeah. year. She's a little older than me. Uh, you love that. Why do you love that? Why? Do I don't. I don't love that. I just think it's. <laughs> I remember one time I was like, I never thought that I would date someone younger than me, and he said, "Well, I, I never, never thought, thought I'd date someone older <laughs> than me," and I was like, "Touche." Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> that was really funny. All right. Do you ever struggle with regret? If so, how do you handle it? I think you know it is easy to want to struggle with regret. 
I think as believers, we don't have to struggle with regret the way mm-hmm. that the world does because God literally, like with the gospel that I was talking about earlier, the hill I'm willing to die on, with that whole concept, just like he literally makes you a new creation like Jesus. He was crucified and we've also been crucified by Christ, buried, you know, and forgiven up for our sins and then we and come back to life resurrected as a new creation and so the gospel if you're not familiar with it, like god loved the world so much that he sent his one only son that if anyone believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life that one only son came to earth died on the cross as a sacrificial lamb for forgiveness of our sins he was buried in the grave like a dead man but came back alive and witnessed to several people and gives us hope for an eternal life and so in that whole context is the gospel we've been invited into that that we get to die you know the death of sin that life is over we have to bury that and become a new resurrected creation and so for me like i'm a new person in christ jesus the old me is gone it's it's done and so the things in my life that i might say like oh i regret that hey i made new and also i also know that like Every part of my story had a purpose in getting me to where I am today and for, you know, days to come. And so I don't regret it. I think it's all a part of it. Am I sad about some of it? Yeah, I can look back and say, like, dang, like, I wish mm-hmm. that didn't happen or I could have handled that differently. But at the same time, like, I don't sit in regret because I know that I'm forgiven and I know that it was on purpose. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Second Corinthians does tell us that in Christ we're a new creation. And I do think that sometimes, you know, when you know, you first kind of come to grips with that and you first really experience that that life change moment, you know. Um, it is easy to kind of think back at what ifs and regrets and kind of, you know, decisions that maybe that you wish that you hadn't done or you wish that you could reverse. But, you know, like you said, that is part of your story. And, 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 and there's things to where maybe if you hadn't have gone through some of those things, that then you wouldn't be living the new life that you're living now. Um, but even now, I mean, like I can, we can be in an argument or something, and I can say something. Then, like an hour later, I'm like, oh, I regret saying that. Cause yeah, yeah, that, yeah. they were like little yeah. regrets, like like earlier this morning, like even like when you were you were my co-pilot, and then you were you weren't really co-piloting, and then I was like, where am I supposed to go? And then you were like, turn right here, and I was like, it's too late. Yeah, but you didn't say it like that. I know, and then I said, okay, sassy. So, like, things like that. Like, oh, I regret saying that because then it was just awkward for five It was seconds, awkward because I was like, that was rude. So, yeah, there have been little moments of regrets. And I think in those yeah. moments, you have to just own it and say you're sorry. Like, mm-hmm. let your pride fall and say you're sorry. Yeah. Which we're learning because did you say you're sorry for that ever? I didn't even know you regretted that. I was waiting moment. I was waiting for for here to say it. Oh yeah, okay. I'm I'm really sorry. Well, thank I'm, you. I'm publicly See, that is sweet. Publicly apologize. This is how you handle regret. You apologize people and then you move on. You gotta move on. You can't stay in the past. Do you um, forgive me? I forgive you. Thank you. We actually did get that piece of advice one time that saying I forgive you is actually a really powerful thing to do in marriage. So, you know, when somebody says they're sorry, say like, I forgive you. And I mm-hmm. think that is really powerful. And mm-hmm. our um, family statement is we are the two, huffs. we are the huffs and we are two good forgivers who build up upon love. And yep. yeah, that's what we got to do. Thank you. All right. Do you sleep talk? <laughs> do we sleep talk? Do you I do. Sleep? No, I, I don't. I, I don't sleep talk. I sleep talk? You like sleep mumble. Yeah, really? Yeah, I mean, not like co- like cohesive, coercive, <laughs> whatever that word is. You don't like, they're not like. Do you regret trying to say that I word? do regret trying to say that. <laughs> um, they don't make cognitive sense. They're like, 
Oh, 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 oh. Do I really? I, sometimes you do. This yeah. is this a is not shot. just me fabricating for the this podcast. This just in. I sleep talk. Wow. You know, you sleep like murmur. Um, Murmur. Murmur mumble. Oh it's like a gosh. mumble. That is crazy. You don't sleep talk, but you snore. I do sleep sure. snore. You don't? <laughs> I kind of like a wake snore, too. I have a deviated septum, so I have a loud breathing. Half of our videos that I film, you can, like, hear me over the back, the whatever sound being if like. If you're ever watching our vlog and you just hear... That is Christian, and I do apologize to all of your ears on the podcast no, for no, hearing no, that. No, no, no. I don't regret that. Um... But I don't sleep talk. I sleep snore. You know, um, so this week I just had to get put under to do a scope. And y'all, I was absolutely crazy whenever I came away. I don't remember, like, I do not remember this. And I actually remember thinking, I'm not being funny right now. Why is he recording me? And it was hilarious. One thing I said is I remember the lady was like, She's drunk, like, whenever he, she took me out because I had all the anesthesia. And she was just, like, saying that as an expression. And I get in the car. I was like, I don't ever want to be drunk. This is horrible. <laughs> it was really yeah, funny. She said some funny stuff. And I was like, this is why you shouldn't drink and drive. I can't see the road, but I wasn't driving. So I had some really good uh, perspective whenever I went under. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. Yeah. I struggle with jealousy, particularly with other girls and my friendships. Any advice? Um, yeah, absolutely. Jealousy is really just hurting you, girl. I mean, yes, it might hurt your friends with the, you know, out lashes. Is that, is that something to say? Like the how you lash out? I guess it's wasted. Yeah. How you lash out? Um, yes, that could hurt your friends, but really, it's just hurting you. I just had this podcast with DC Don Cherie Wilkerson. She was talking about how when you celebrate people, it opens you up to have a bigger and better life. But when you don't, and you're just jealous, it actually makes your world so small. That was so true and such good advice. I think the best way to combat jealousy is to celebrate people well. Is If you're jealous of somebody, instead of being jealous, you say, you know what, God, thank you that she is so beautiful and that she's doing so many great things. God, I know just because she's beautiful doesn't mean that I'm not. And I know you have a plan for me. And just begin to pray that out and celebrate. And you might think, well, Sadie, that just sounds so hypocritical of me. If, I, if I'm jealous of her, I can't just say I celebrate her. And I actually don't think it's hypocritical. I said this in the other podcast. I actually think it's you telling your heart and your spirit to align with God's with God's word you know to celebrate your friends to celebrate your sisters to love one another to be a part of the body of Christ and so you know I think the enemy would love to make you think you're a hypocrite for doing the right thing but really you're just leaning into your conviction and allowing God to get the victory over this you know your friend um, she might be doing great in life and succeeding well but that doesn't take anything away from your life and so see that for what it is Mm -hmm. and just celebrate people well jealousy is the root of so much sin it's not it's not enjoyable it does not create good company and it's something that you really do have to pray through and get out of your heart and out of your life it i think the bible talks about how jealousy like it's like a cancer it rots the bones Mm -hmm. and i think that's so true anytime i've you know been jealous in my life i have just seen it become like rotting you know and all consuming and so pray through that get that out it is not worth it friend um, and I hope that you can really, you know, see the victory over that. I will say I used to be a jealous person and I really am not anymore. Mm-mm. Um, and not much has changed on the outward, you know, on my life as far as like, you know, you can look at my life back then and be like, well, why would you be jealous? You were doing this, this and this. And maybe you can do that now too. But really the big difference is I've just anchored myself in Jesus and celebrated people more. 
And you have your baby. And I got my <laughs> baby. You know, he keep me accountable and stuff. But yeah, anyways. Well, y'all at Tim Well, wait. What? If your life was a movie, what would it be? What movie would my life be? Yeah, I've like I have no I've I have no idea. Honestly, like the first thing no, I thought kind of, of that was the first thing I thought of was Frozen. And the reason why is because it's fun. That's good. And it's cute, like all the stuff. And I like to kind of be more lighthearted and fun. But it also has like a really deep message attached to it. And I love the Let It Go song about how like she's overcoming fear and she's busting out. And, you know, at first she didn't really know how to use what she had in her hands. And then she tamed it for good. And it was awesome. And sometimes God gives us something and we don't know how to use it. And we don't know how to run with it. And then all of a sudden we start using it for his glory and for his good. And we knock fear in the face and boom. And it has a happy ending, and there's yeah. two sisters supporting each other. It's just a good, it's just all around great movie. Yeah, that was good. Do you like warm hugs? I love warm hugs. Yeah. Do you want to build do. a snowman? Okay, what about you? So mine won't be near as articulate or as uh, inspiring or deep thought out. Um, my first thought was kicking and screaming. <laughs> what? Um because uh, <laughs> yeah why <laughs> well so will ferrell is the main character he's just a common everyday dad like myself um and he takes it upon himself to coach his son's soccer team which i don't have a son i have a daughter which i feel like if if something was needed i would you know i would fill that void if, i would yes, fill that role yes, um and throughout the movie he becomes obsessed with winning I'm obsessed with winning, which is not, you know, that's not the best thing to be proud of. Um, but I do enjoy winning. And throughout the movie, he becomes obsessed with coffee. I do like coffee. And in the end, he realizes that he took it way too overboard. And he uh, kind of comes out of that. And then his dad's a coach of the other team. And my dad loves to coach. So it would be like a little like. Oh, my God. It would be like a little like banter. Um, but in the end, I think. His team wins. Are you, are you like, continuing to talk because you're trying to think of an inspirational no, way to wrap this up? No, I'm really thinking that this could be, like, my life. <laughs> wow. Like, I'm on the sidelines. There needs to be a coach. Here I am. My dad's the coach of the other team. They're the best team in the league. He was okay, maybe this is just prophetic. It might be. And then, <laughs> throughout the whole thing, uh, we have some friends who play uh, professional sports. His his assistant coach is Mike Ditka, who's an ex Chicago, oh Chicago Bears football coach. Wow. So I'm saying like that could actually possibly happen. That could. That might be perfect. And he really loved his his kid. Wow. I love my daughter. So. Wow. There we go. That was that was inspirational. Thank you for sending in that question. That really got our wheels spinning. I'm telling you. I like it, babe. I like I like how you thought about but that, I th- and I, I do like- see some similarities. I really do. And honey kicks and screams. She does. Wow. Bam. That's what we were missing. Thank you. And it was rated PG. <laughs> That's rare. I like that. Yep. That, good, that clean rare, fun. You are yeah. good, clean Thank fun. You. Thank you. I'm good, clean fun. <laughs> All right, Christian. What is your favorite place that we've ever traveled to? And what's a place that you want to travel to in the future? Like favorite place that we've traveled to together. Yeah, you can say before me. It just no, 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 no. Figured it might no, be your favorite. If no, I was there. you said we've traveled to, so I, I was yeah. just making sure. Yeah, um, probably our honeymoon. Cabo. Cabo. Yeah, 
Hence our dog named Cabo. Hence our dog named Cabo. I think my favorite place we traveled to together was Paris. That was so fun. So Christian and I were in London, and I was speaking at this event in London. It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Love um, our kind of like London family over there, I guess, if you will. And then we took a train to Paris, and it was like the coolest thing ever. And we had dinner like right beside the Eiffel Tower. It was just very romantic and very, very cool. That was before we got... We were, Mary, no, we, but yeah, we, we engaged. just gotten yeah. engaged. Yeah. So that was a whole lot of fun. Actually, today, on like my you know memory of the day picture, it was us by the Alpha Tower. Yeah. So that was really cool. That is that was a really good trip. It's just magical. And the Olympics is in Paris next time. That, maybe we yeah, should that go. That is true. Maybe we should. Maybe, maybe we Can should. Can you imagine Honey and Paris? And Paris. And she starts talking and she's like, wee wee. <laughs> with her little, like, with, with that little cap. Oh my hat. gosh. <laughs> it is so cute. A little bonnet. Favorite place you want to travel to? Or yeah. I shouldn't, that wouldn't be a favorite place. A but place that a place I want, that to, want travel to travel to. If it wasn't so far, I think traveling to like somewhere like Fiji or something would be so cool. Like, You've been inspired like by Bora Bora. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you see like the glass huts and stuff. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, or like um, somewhere in yeah Greece like, somewhere cool. in Italy Some or somewhere pizza. honestly in like um, Asia because I've never been to Asia like Taiwan where mm-hmm. Rebecca's from Ooh, or Singapore that wasn't where I was going but I like that idea Australia or South Africa Did cage I, diving right? I think no. we've said like everywhere cage diving with a great white shark is on my bucket list. I will not be at that one. I'll be 100%. in Fiji in a glass. No, hut. we're gonna be together. <laughs> you might just not be on the boat I, or in the yeah. water. I know the sharks are there, but I'm okay with not seeing them. That would be, you know, that'd be awesome. Like being in a cage that you are gonna not be hurt in. Some people have different definitions of awesome. That would be legit. Awesome would be. That would be a good vlog. Talk about content. Look, we are vlogging, but we're not like vloggers. Like, I'm not going to put myself in a cage for the camera, you know? Well, why not? <laughs> I they want it. Y'all, you, this is what they want. This is what they spoke up. This is what the people I'll want. stay on the boat. I'll film you. Wanna, you'll be on the shore. <laughs> you won't be on the boat. Okay, leave in the comments. Which one are you? Are you in the cage or are you on the shore drinking from a coconut? All right, who's with me? Yep. No, hands all up. No, hands everywhere. No, hands no. everywhere. Who's with the sharks? Who's <laughs> <laughs> with the sharks? Who's with the coconut? <laughs> Thank you. Christian, yeah. what is the most embarrassing moment of your whole life? <laughs> I just like saw the embarrassment. No. Well, like you immediately. Well, knew. I know what it is, but I'm like, is that appropriate for... for oh, for, gosh. No, it was, it was our spring break when I was with your parents. Oh, it's appropriate. But it's like super like vulnerable. Well, you don't have to share if you don't want to. Um, can I share like, like loosely? Yeah, kind of about. Yeah, it? yeah. So we were on. There's a, vulnerability and there's transparency. Just be transparent with us. Okay. We were. I was. This was the first trip I took with her family. No, second <laughs> trip. But it was our spring break trip. We went on a ski trip, and I had to go to the bathroom very bad. Number two. And uh, <laughs> the toilet, like, over, like, the toilet got clogged. And then I tried to, like, plunge it out. And then it flooded the whole room. And then I tried to, like, I threw towels all over the floor to, like, clean it up. And then I rushed the towels upstairs to throw them in the 
washing machine. <laughs> then I threw Zane's clothes were apparently in the washing machine, so then I threw his clothes out, put them in the dryer. But they then, like sewed soap on. They were still soaking wet. And I didn't know that was not I didn't know that was wrong. Um so, so yeah. let so, me take over. So all this happened, okay? So he takes my little nephew's clothes out of the wash while they were like still soapy and like threw them in the dryer. So my sister came up and like his clothes were not like, ruined, but they were like messed up. She was like, Who did this? Who took Zane's clothes out and put them in the dryer and like put all these towels in the washing machine? Who would do that? She was like so mad and like nobody was confessing. And she was like, I mean, someone did this. Like, why would you not tell? And like John Reed and Rebecca were so mad. They're like questioning everyone. No one was answering. So they asked me and like, I didn't do it. And like everyone said they didn't do it. So we were like, this is really weird. Like there's somebody in this house that isn't being honest. So we get on the gondola because we were on a ski trip. And Christian looks at me. He's like, can I tell you something? And I'm like, what? He's like, I have to tell you something. I can't tell you right now. I was like, what? And he's like, it was me. I was like, what? He's like, it was me. Like, I did I, I did it. I took his clothes. I was like, why would you do that? He was like, it's a long story. It's a long story. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'll tell you later. He's like, we're on the gondola with, like, everyone in my family. We get off. He's like, so I might have clogged the toilet and had to clean it all up with towels. And I had to put it in the washing machine. So then it was, one of those so moments, funny like, Christian had to tell everyone I was on the being show. a good Samaritan. Like, I was unclogging it. And a good some- <laughs> Somehow something happened to where, like, I messed up the unclog, like, the, the, the situation. And then it, like, slowly started, like, rising. And I was like, I mean- crap, crap. No pun intended. Oh my! No pun gosh. intended. That was not. That was not scripted. Um, oh my and then gosh. It, Yeah. So this is not your typical "what well, that's good" podcast. Uh, this is more of the raw and real. Well, that was a question that someone yeah, asked know, us. So I, I was just being faithful to. No, that that is that is the most embarrassing moment ever. That truly was the most embarrassing. What about you? Moment. You're hitting on my the most there. embarrassing moment ever. Which that was that was worse than mine. But mine was like a different type of embarrassment. So I, I just, yeah. What, what about when you, when you, when you, yeah, I'm just kidding. When you, when you peed your pants at the, at the, at the what's my, what's my call? That was embarrassing. Oh, I've had plenty of embarrassing moments. No. I'm talking about when you, at, at the, uh, the, the haunted house thing when you were young. Yes, I did pee my pants out in a haunted house in front of everyone. And yes, it was visibly pee. Okay. But that was not even the most embarrassing moment of my life. The most embarrassing moment of my life is like, Eighth grade, I made the cheer team. I was super excited that I made the cheer team. Oh, yeah, this is pretty good. And I was, like, really practicing my back handspring for the season. I was like, I really want to be able to do a back handspring, which I was kind of like, I took some lessons, but not like most girls that take lessons. Like, you know, I was kind of scrappy. I was like, I'm yeah, just going to yeah, go yeah, for uh-huh. it. So I really was not as well trained as I should have been. Do I regret it? You know, no, because it's a pretty funny story. Good job. So I was like, okay, I'm going to throw my back handspring whenever they announce my name at the first football game. So it was like the first football game, and they're like announcing all the cheerleaders, and they're like, um, eighth graders, Sadie Robertson. And like, you have to step out in front of everyone, and you either do a toe touch, back handspring, backflip, whatever you can do. 
So I'm like, woohoo, go Eagles! And I step out and I go back to do my back handspring. And as soon as I throw back, the water boy walks right behind me and I land straight on him. And we both face plant and water goes everywhere. And it was just so funny because it's one of those moments that everybody's like, say your are like, yeah. And then face plant and everybody's like, ooh, like the whole crowd. And it was just terribly embarrassing. And that was definitely the most embarrassing. That, that, like, that was the most embarrassed I've ever felt in my life. Like true feeling of embarrassment. And it wasn't your fault. The water boy should have known better. I, he should have. Look where you're going, people. Look where you're going. Come on.